Morning, it's good to see everyone. There's uh, more sheets over here, over there. <coughs> uh, Dr. Schoenfeld told me over Shabbos that in, where was the deal? He asked me, what's the difference between a Rav in Poland and a Rav uh, in the United States? So he said that they used to say that a Rav in Poland had to, to, had to check Tfilin. He said, in the United States, we have to check Batim. So, but maybe we could be, uh, we could be um, a Tarliation a little bit and to talk about uh, Tefillin, if not uh, the other parts of Tefillin, at least uh, perhaps the Tefillin Batim. The mitzvah of Tefillin appears uh, four times in the Torah, twice in this week's parasha, the pasuk of uh, Kaddish Liko Bechor, and then Vahayot Kiviecha, twice at the end of the parasha in the context of uh, remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Then again in parashas of Eschanon, um, with the parasha of Shman Vahavta, then in uh, Parshas Akev with uh, Vahaya Im Shamoya. So it appears uh, these four times in the Torah, which is in this coming week's Parsha. And if I wanted, it's a mitzvah that we do every day, which unfortunately sometimes gets neglected. So perhaps to focus on at least one aspect of the tefillin, the mitzvah that we do every day, and the, at least the, uh, the tefillin batim. So the Pasuk tells us in this week's Parsha, Vahaya lo'aisa yadcha u'chaitafa that it should be a sign on your hand, but it's belash and yachid. So the Gemara infers from that, the Gemara Masechus Menachas over here, and Dafla Medal Mabez infers from that, and the last line, Tanar Abanan Kaysa Kaysa and Tfilin Shoyad Kaysa Alor Echad, that the uh, parishes of the t- uh, all four parishes of the Tfilin, uh, the two in this week's parasha, Parsha Shema, Parsha Vayoyim Shamoy, is what appears in uh, both the Tfilin Shoyad and the Tfilin Shoyosh. But in the Tfilin Shoyad, it should be written on one, uh, one par- piece of parchment, one parasha, and it should be put in a singular bias, in one uh, compartment. However, the Pasuk states in connection with the Tefillin Shorosh, will toitafos b'nei necha. So toitafos, the Gemara assumes over here in the first line of Oisa Aleph, Lamadal Mabez, that that uh, refers to something in the plural, and it refers specifically to four uh, compartments. How do you derive four from the word toitafos? So the opinion of Rabbi Kiva is tat means two, and pas means two, from some compara- comparison to, to foreign languages. So tas means two, and pas means two, it literally means four. The opinion of Rabbi Shmuel is that it's derived from the fact that the Torah uses the word letoitafos three times, two times without a vav, which implies one, and one time with a vav, which implies two. So from there we derive letoitafos, uh, letoitafos, letoitafos, you know, two times without a vav, which is one plus one, then uh, one time with a vav, which implies more than one, which implies two. So from there we derive four uh, compartments for the for the tefillin shorosh. Why should and each one of the parshas is written on a separate piece of parchment? As opposed to in the uh, Tefillin Shoyad, where there's only one compartment, it's all written on one piece of parchment. Here it's written on four pieces of parchment placed in each one of these uh, compartments. Why should there be um, uh, four compartments in the Tefillin Shorosh and only one in the Tefillin Shoyad? So it's Xeris HaKosov, obviously, and most of Hilchus Tefillin, we'll see, is not even going to be Xeris HaKosov. It's any more so than almost any area of Halach, any mitzvah in the Torah is based on Halach Lamaisha Misinai, is tradition. However, uh, there perhaps is some additional significance that Prisha suggests. Perhaps it's because we are subjugating all of our senses to the Rebbeinu Shalalam by putting on the mitzvah of Tefillin, and in our hand, we only have one uh, of the five senses, the sense of touch. In our head, we have the other four, the smell, uh, sight, uh, taste, and, uh, and, uh, and hearing. So those four are represented by the four compartments that we have in the Tefillin Shorosh, that we subjugate those and uh, we uh, dedicate those also to the service of the Rebbeinu Shalalam. However, the Gemara says that one Pasuk says in this week's parasha, 
And then the other Pasuk says, so it should be a sign on your uh, arm and a remembrance uh, between your eyes on your head. But that is not Beloshin Rabbim, that's Beloshin Yachid. So before it was Ulu Toitafes Beneinecha, that's four compartments, but it also says Ulu Zikaron Beneinecha, one remembrance. So how do you negotiate that? So the Gemara says there should be four compartments, but it should all be on Or Echad. The Gemara says over here on the second line of Oisal, Tanur Abana, Yachol Yichtavei Maldalud Ares Vinechem Bedalud Batim Bedalud Ares. Maybe it should be four not compartments, but four Batim, four uh, separate items. Tamulo Maru Zikaron Beneinecha. So it should be one remembrance, one unit, one uh, bias that has, um, that has four compartments. But this or uh, echad, this one uh, unit, one item that we wear on our head with four compartments, it has to be or echad. Does that mean it has to be made out of one solid piece of skin? Or it can be made out of uh, multiple pieces of skin that were glued or sewn together. So that's a suffix. Again, four compartments, one uh, item. So is that one item, which is our echad, one piece of skin? Does it literally have to be one piece of skin, or can it be joined together through sewing or through glue? So the Beis Yosef quotes over here from the Sefer Atrum had a suffix about this. It's enough if they're sewn together. In some areas of halacha, sewing together or gluing together is considered to be one item. In Hoch it's considered to be one item. In other areas of halacha, with regards to mezuzah, it's not considered to be one item. It literally has to be one piece of skin with a parchment of a mezuzah. So what should, how should we uh, compare this halacha of tefillin? Should it be more comparable to Shabbos, more comparable to mezuzah? Is the suffix of the Sefer HaTruma. The uh, Mishnah Brewer quotes over here, the Demogin Avram, and uh, some Sefer uh, were of the opinion that sewing together should be considered to be one item, but if it's just glued together, um, then it's not considered to be uh, one item. So the, you can't, couldn't take more multiple pieces of uh, or of hide and glue them together in order to make it one unit in the tefillin shel rosh. In the Tanoim, in the uh, document that we signed before the Ksuba, the Chassan's Tish, which just really uh, um, reflects the fact that both parties are agreeing to go through with the wedding, so there's usually a few introductory phrases that are part of the boilerplate of the Tanoim. So one of them is, Va'aymer la devektoiv. It's good to get together, to be a couple, to have, you know, to get marriage, it'll enhance both parties. But I'm a coming together is good. So the Sam Seifer writes in this context, He says, when it comes to tefillin, devek, glue, is not a good thing. He says, it's better if it's sewn together. Yes, if they're glued together, it's not considered to be, um, it's not considered to be our echad. However, then the Mishnah Bura quotes from the Chai Adam. On the second line over here, voice Gimel, Aval Bechesal, Bechai Adam, Mashma, even if they're glued together, he says that was the minig, was not to use one solid, you know, solid piece of skin, but rather to use multiple pieces of hide that were glued together. He says it's better to make it, of course, from one piece of skin. There are those who hold that the glue is no good. But that was the opinion of the Chayodam, is that uh, it can be glued together. And he says that was the minig poshit. I remember when I was getting my bar mitzvah tefillin, which is now... Uh this year, 30 years ago. So I remember there were other, I mean, we, 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 I, wasn't, I wasn't given choices when, you know, it's a typical bar mitzvah kid, but I remember the, the, the guy telling us there were multiple possibilities. It was what they called pshutis. Tefillin pshutis were multiple pieces of skin that were glued together, simple tefillin. 
Then there was dakis, which was made out of the hide of uh, small animals, goats or uh, ram. And then there was uh, tefillin gasis, which was made out of, uh, out of a bull or an ox, a cow's uh, cow skin, which is a thicker skin. They make it out of the face and the neck, which is more malleable. But there were three options. There was pshutas, though, that were glued together. And that's what the Chai Yadam is discussing. He says that that was the minute, was to use uh, pshutas. Nowadays, is, uh, these things, uh, if you find that you see a cheap pair to fill in on eBay or online or some, you know, someone selling you a cheap, that's less than $500. You're either talking about pshutas or it's dakis. And that's, uh, nowadays, it's almost, uh, you know, you can't even find it. The only thing that they discuss uh, is presented to a bar mitzvah bacher is, uh, is uh, to fill in gases. But uh, this used to be the minig, so that was based on the Psach of the that one could glue uh, the iris together, and that would be considered to be, um, that would be cons- uh, considered to be or echad. If you are going to glue, though, the different pieces of the hide together, so you have to be very careful about something else, because the, we've mentioned already that the four, uh, even though it has to be or echad, this film has to be four compartments, Either means uh, it literally means four from the fact that it's used uh, numerous times in the Torah implies that it has to be four compartments. So these have to be four separate things, even though they're part of one unit, one piece of skin. It has to be four separate things. So the uh, Gemara looked back at Lamadal Mebez. I said, "Alif." The Gemara says on the third line, You have to place a, a thread, a uh, string. And what you're going to use to sew the tefillin, which is the gidin from an animal, the sinews of an animal, have to run in between the four separate compartments of the tefillin shorosh. Vim ein charitza nikar psulos. And if there's no uh, indentation in between the four separate compartments, then it's puzzle. So you have to have some demarcation that these are considered to be four compartments, either through the stitching or both through the, uh, there should be a string that runs through, through in between them, and there should be some kind of demarcation. How much of a demarcation is enough? So that's a discussion later on in the Gemara. Look over here, Oiz Dalin. The Gemara says on the second line, in the middle of the line, So the indentation that runs in between each one of the four compartments of the tefillin has to run on top and all the way down on the sides, down to the stitching. Then the Gemara quotes from Rabdimi, No, if it's on the top, you can see that it's four compartments, even though it does around down all the way to the sides, that should also still be okay. But l'chadchila, we're making like that, but l'chadchila, which is on all of our tefillin, there's a charitz, there's an indentation that runs throughout the whole four compartments of the tefillin, down to the stitching, and there should be a string that runs in between uh, the four bottom. The Nemuke Yosef even claims, we're going to get to this in a minute, but the Nemuke Yosef even claims that this is what the Gemara refers to when it says mavarta. If you look at the top line of Oisdalin, the Gemara says, "Amar Rav Chanano, Amar Rav Tisura de Tefillin Halachal Moshe Misinai." We'll explain what that is. V'Amar Baye Mavarta de Tefillin Halachal Moshe Misinai. The Mav, what is the Mavarta? We're going to explain what most assume it is. But the Nemuka Yosef claims over here in the brackets, Mavarta means like a pass through, something that's going through something else. Mavarta here refers to the string that runs in between the four compartments of the Tefillin Shorosh. So that's critical as well. So they have to distinguish between these four compartments through a string, and there should be an indentation uh, there as well. Because the string is critical to distinguishing between the four compartments, there are those who are machmer now, this is a chumr now in Hechus that you should be able to see the string. Sometimes the string gets covered over through the paint and all of this, so they quote in the name of Rabbi Yashiv that it's a nice chumrah that you should be able to see the string, because the whole point is to, di- di- to distinguish between the four compartments that it shouldn't be viewed as, uh, as one thing. But you have these four compartments that are supposed to be demarcated with these indentations um, to show that it's four things. At the same time, we're going to get to in a second, the tefillin have to be square. 
So you want them to be pressed together, but they also have to be four compartments. So how do you keep uh, all of them together while being uh, four compartments? So the, um, a nice way to do it would be glue. The problem is, if you're going to glue the four compartments together, so now, is it really four compartments, or is it really, did it all become one? So this goes back to the issue, well, what is the status if you glue things together? So the Chayadim says, look, you can't get caught, you know, having your, your cake and eating it too. He said, if you're going to make your tefillin out of pshutis, multiple pieces of hide that are glued together, we're going to assume that that's one skin and one unit, so then you cannot glue um, the four bottom together. So look back at the Mishnah Bura, on the third line at the end, it shouldn't be so uh, close together. And he said it can't be that it's glued together and they just make a mark at the top. He says, How can he was making film with Pshutas? So he says, You can't glue the four things together because if it's our echad and uh, it satisfies that requirement, then you don't have four batim, you don't have four compartments. You only have one uh, item here, not four separate compartments. So you'll say, no, glue doesn't make it into one. Because the glue doesn't matter, but then you don't have orechad. You don't have the, that uzikaron uh, It has to be one unit. So the chayadam claims it's uh, questionable if one can use glue in between the dalad ba- compartments. He quotes that the Vilna Gain had no glue at all. He says at the end over here, the Mishabur quotes this. Hayuprudos. They were literally uh, separate from one another. But then the Chai Adam tries to work something out over here because the minig was to use glue in both places. So Chai Adam and others who always are trying to be matzik, the minig ha'elam, the kosher glover has this in the Chuvas Eretz Tzvi, who has many Chuvas just be matzik many times in minig ha'elam. And Rav Shlomo Zalman has this as well, that maybe, no, maybe since there are charitzim, there are indentations, and there is string running in between them, even if they are glued together, Maybe it is uh, considered to be four compartments because it appears as four compartments but part of one unit. So maybe we can kvetch uh, somehow that it is four compartments but zikaron echad. Maybe the glue doesn't actually make it into one but it makes it into one remembrance. It's not one item but one remembrance. We could kind of split hairs in this fashion. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a somewhat of a difficult, uh, difficult issue. The bir alacha... Quotes over here, though, that the Chsam uh, Seifer held, over here, Oisei, along with Bialacha, but he quotes from the Chsam Seifer that, no, the Chsam Seifer held the Shitasai, but Ein Oimel Devek Toiv, Devek does not make it into one item, and therefore, the the Chsam Seifer held, you can glue the four compartments together, and you should do it, because that way it stays, you know, maintains the shape of the integrity of the square of the Mrubos, which is filling is supposed to be square, it maintains it better, that integrity, if it's uh, glued together. But uh, maybe we should be chayshish for the chay adam l'chumer. So the Bir Alacha writes at the end, what is the minig ha'olam in our times, which is that they put a little bit of glue uh, towards the bottom, in between the, these four compartments, which are really separate compartments, in order to put them close together. First of all, they use a press, you know, a mechanical press, but also they put a little bit of glue towards the bottom. So the Bir Alacha claims if you don't glue the entire thing, even the chay adam would agree, that is not considered to be one item if there's only a little bit of glue uh, towards the bottom. But there really should not be glue running all the way up, uh, all the way up in between the four compartments to be chayshish for the chayodim, that that's considered to be one item. 
what, what the Bir Alacha, though, does complain about, and this is a real issue in our tefillin as well, is that oftentimes the cipher will push, uh, the Batamacha will push the things together, um, and then they kind of lose where the line is between the different compartments. So they make artificial charitzim on top to kind of uh, make it look like these is the exact place where the four compartments are, but it really doesn't correspond below to where they are. So they call that charitzim mizuyofim. They're fake indentations. So that is a problem, and there was a Batum, famous Batamacher who was doing this, and hundreds of pairs of tefillin were made like this, and it's totally possible, because the Pesach says, L'toytofus, 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 it has to be four compartments, and it has to be obvious as such. It's Zikaran Echad with four compartments. So the, there are seifrim, this is you know, beyond my uh, area of expertise, but there are seifrim who, who can check for you if it's either glued to the top or you know, it doesn't correspond to the, the, the line demarcating the, you know, the compartments below by taking a razor blade and inserting it in between the four compartments to check. There are seifrim who, who know how to do that. But you have to be very, if you cut the wrong spot, you just puzzle. You know, they might even cut you before, now they're a puzzle. But they can tell if it's glued all the way up to the top or it's just paint, which is, you know, fine. That's what all of our tefillin are. But if it's glued up to the top, it's no good. Or, or they can tell if it's charitim is in which case it's tefillin or puzzle. What held the tefillin to grow together without any damage? They push the skin, and then the skin dries, so it stays. But you're right. It will ultimately, as we're going to see from the other parts of the tefillin, will ultimately open, and uh, you could, could, uh, could create a problem. What's considered to be, though, um, the batim? What is included in the, in the bias? So the Gemara tells us over here, what is the tisura? So the part of the tefillin that protrudes, that holds the, uh, the parashias, is called the kitsitsa. That's not the language of the Gemara, but that's the language that the, the later achreinim used. It's called the kitsitsa. And the base of the tefillin they call the tisura. That's from the Gemara. That's the base. That's halach l'moich misina. You have to have that base as well. Or the the lid to keep the uh, the parashios inside. So and the fact that in the back of the tisura there's a part where the ritsua runs through, the straps run through. That's the, you know the pass through, like to be the eva yarding, you know the mavarta. So that's uh, behind uh, the tisura. So are those considered to be part of the bias, or are they not part of the bias? And the, the tisura has two parts, obviously. There's an upper part of the base and a lower part of the base, and those are sewn together. So is that considered to be part of the bias or not part of the bias? If you look at that Gemara over there, Tysus in the brackets, maybe the fifth line, he has a machleg between himself and Rashi, but that has to be one piece of skin together with the kitsitsa, with the, with the upper part of the, the bias, or no? Well, that's a separate piece of skin. So he says, Hu ha'ar ha'nichpolamatosh says Tosis. That's the base, which is going to close, you know, up the base of the batim. Vuh base moshavah shol tefillin, v'nirakein dav shol gesher. It appears kind of like, a, you know, a, a, a plate. U'mashim v'itok perish ha'kuntris, sh'abatim ha'tisura ha'kol me'or echad ve'inoyengenken. So Tysus says that Rashi implied that it's all one piece of skin, and Tysus says that wasn't the minig. So according to Rashi, we, we, uh, the Mishnah Brewer quotes both opinions. 
Here the Shulchan Aruch over here, Oizvav, tells you the entire break, you know, uh, the design of the Tefillin, Tisur, the Tefillin, Alokha Mishim Sinai, V'yushayasim or Lamata, Lechasas Pi Abatim, that goes on the bottom to close up the Abatim, and Irakein Dav Shul Gesher, Anikra Tisura, and then there's the Mavarta the Tefillin, the pass-through of the Tefillin, where the Ritzua goes through, Halach Lamoishim Sinai, that's also Halach Lamoishim Sinai, V'hainu Sha'or HaTisura, Ya'orech Mitzarech, V'yasem Bo Mavarta. The base of the Tefillin, of course, a rectangle, uh, because you have that extra little bit for the Mavar to allow the Ritzua to go through. That's not technically part of the Tisur of the base of the Tefillin. So Mr. Brewer quotes both opinions. Does that have to be one piece of skin? Again, we said the Tefillin Torah have to be one piece of skin. Does the Tisur are part of that as well or not? So Mr. Brewer quotes both opinions. He says it was opinion of Tysus and not. And he says that there were many who were maker like that. Let's say it's best to have it all be one piece of skin like Rashi. That's the opinion of the Ramam as well. What are they arguing about? They might be arguing about a very important issue, and that is, is the Tisura part of the Batim? And does it have all the locus of the Batim? Like it has to be or echoed with the Batim? Or is it not part of the Batim? I mean, it's pretty obvious is what they're arguing about. So that uh, could have a uh, bearing on a Machlokas Achronim um, with regards to how the Parshios are inserted into the Tefillin. The parshias, of course, of the shalyad have to be inserted into that one compartment, and the parshias of the shalrosh, each one has to be inserted into each uh, separate compartment. So the shalrosh, and then they're, they're um, rolled together and tied with a piece of hair from a kosher animal, and inserted in. So that, uh, to fill in shalrosh, is a little bit easier, because each parsha, if you write in a separate piece of parchment, is pretty short. And then you roll it up, and it has to be inserted vertically, you know, that you would be able to read it. You can't insert it horizontally, it has to be vertically. But if it's, you know, one or two lines, you roll it up, put it in, no problem, in terms of the height. The problem with the shalyad is, all four are written on the same piece of parchment, so it's more lines. So it becomes taller. So does it all have to fit into the bias, or can it, you know, sit a little bit, uh, can the parchment protrude a little bit into the base of the tefillin? You know, maybe hollow it out and have the parchment sitting in the base of the tefillin. So that is a malkhoi kasachroinim, which depends, perhaps, on this machlok sarishonim. Is a tisur considered to be part of the bias? In which case, the parchment could rest. It doesn't have to fully be inserted into the box of the tefillin that protrudes above. The ketzitza could even be sticking into the tisur as well. There was someone who would make it like that. Um, or, or no, perhaps it all has to be uh, above the tisur, because the tisur is not part of the tefillin. So we said, um, and that will mean that your shalyad has to be taller than your shorosh. And there's some who have the tefillin like that. Sometimes you see people have a tefillin in the shalyad where it's just taller than the shalrash. That's really a chumrah. Because they're being machmir that the parchment should all be inserted into the ketzitza above and should not rest in the tisura below. Most of us don't have that because we, all of our tefillin are made out of or echad. We assume that the bias includes not just the box, but the base as well. And therefore, we assume that the whole thing is the bias so the parchment can protrude a little bit into the tisura below. This tisura is made out of two parts, the upper lid, tisura el and tisura tachtaina, and it's sewn together. It's not part of the tefillin, why is it a No, it has, it's halach but it's not part of the bias that's housing the, the parashias. Of course it's part of the tefillin, but it's a part of the bias. So the Gemara says over here, Masech the Shabbos, also halach that the tefillin have to be sewn together with gidim from a kosher animal. The Gemara says, Halach l'moshim yisina shet fillin echrochim besarin v'nitparos begidin. The parashas have to be tied with hair and have to be sewn nitparos begidin with the sinews of a kosher animal. How many 
times do they sew through and through? So that's the, the, the Gemara never says how many times you're supposed to do it. But the Rishonim called for Mishimusha Rabba. Shimusha Rabba is a work by one of the Gaonim on Hilchas Tfilin and Sefer Torah and Mezuzah. And uh, Shimusha Rabba, which is quoted numerous times in Hilchas Tfilin, um, he says there's supposed to be 12 stitches corresponding to the 12 Shvatim. So there's three. If you look at your Tfilin, you'll see there's three stitches on, uh, on each uh, side, each bar of the, of, the, of the Tfilin. But that's supposed to be stitched together. So now we come back to the old glue issue. One minute. So if it has to be stitched together, can you glue the tisura tachtain and tisura alyana together? So Mr. Brewer says, over here in the beer, halacha ayischas, no, you really can't do that. It's halacha l'moyesh misinai, that the two parts of the tisura have to be sewn together. If you put glue there, so then you know, this, it's not the sewing that's keeping it together, it's the glue. So he says, shamadu b'ashem echem ha'ekdolem, shehizah shaloy ledabek ha-tisura bedevek kodem ha it shouldn't be done before sewing. The debek of chibor. Now already, that's considered to be, or as, you know, it's considered to be a um, a uh, you know a union of the two. Like we brought up the issue before, what is the status of glue? So to be chayshish for that opinion that glue makes it into one thing, it closes up the tisur elyon, tisur tachtaina. Then the stitching is gratuitous, so you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't put glue in before. What? But he says it sounds like you could put glue in after. So you sew it together, you put glue in to make it look, you see, on our tfil, it makes it look uh, smooth. Chazanish held, he cannot do that. You cannot put glue in at all because it renders the stitching useless, meaningless, purposeless. It makes it gratuitous after, you know, even though it was already done and when it was done, it was necessary. By putting in the glue, you've rendered the stitching gratuitous and you don't need it anymore and therefore it undoes the stitching. Others argue, no, you stitched it first. Well, how can the glue, uh, you know, undermine the stitching that was there first? That's the opinion of the Chazinish, and there are many who are Chazinish for that. So that's why they won't glue at all. So if you see sometimes you fill an opening uh, in the uh, middle of the tefillin, you can already see the Tisur Elyon, Tisur Tachtoyin is separating from one another. Some hole, some side from my that's a good sign, because that means the tefillin were not glued together. If it stays together, that probably means the cipher inserted some glue. That's the only way it possibly stays together. Naturally, they're going to pull apart. So he inserted some glue to hold it together, which is like the opinion of the Mishnah Baruch. That's okay. Make I din. But those who are chayshish for the chazanish, not to have any glue at all. So if it separates, it's not a problem at all. That's the way the sometimes, uh, you know, that's what happens naturally with the skin. Did they call it tiyach betfil? Huh? Tiyach betfil means to call it. The glue? It's a special type of glue. It's not, it's not Elmer's glue. It's uh, a glue that's made from, uh, from, uh, from with hides of the skin of the animal. So it's not, some people like to fix it. It should look nicer, but it really is, a, is not a problem. Okay, so the Gemara, though, tells us, look back at his Dalit, <clears throat> that the um, tefillin have to be merubos. Where is it? Have to be square. Here, at the end of the second line of his Dalit, Tana tefillin merubos, it has to be square. Amar of Papa, betafran ubalachsan, the stitching, and the alachson, um, the diagonal as well. You could have something that has uh, four equal sides, but is a trapezoid. I don't know if you would call it an isosceles trapezoid, but you can have four equal sides that are not at a right angle to each other. So here, when we say merubos, that means not only that all four sides have to be of equal length, but also that they have to be uh, at a right angle um, with one another. The, that's only width and uh, length. But not necessarily height, which we'll get to, uh, which we'll get to in a second. So, but what has to be um, merubos? What has to be square? So, Rav Papa said betafron, the stitching. But even before that, the Brisa said no, the tefillin. So, is it the tefillin and the stitching, or is the tefillin referring to the stitching? This might again hinge on that issue we brought up before. Is the tisura part of the bottom of the tefillin itself, 
or is it Tisur or something else? So when the Bryce initially said Tefillin have to be Merubosim, or Papa coming to explain which part of the Tefillin, the Tisur, because the Tisur is part of the bottom, the base, and it's only the stitching which has to be square, and the base that has to be square, or does the, uh, the part that protrudes also have to be square, and Papa is coming to add the Tisura, even though it's not part of the bias, that has to be square in addition as well. So Tysus has uh, two opinions about this. He says, Tysus says, Yeshay Merabin, El Shavon. Or the real, uh, you know, part of the phone as well is the base, and that's the only part that has to be square. And Papa is coming to explain what the Bryce has said. But then he said, Maybe no. Maybe the Ketzitza, uh, the part that protrudes, the box, that also, what we call the box, also has to be uh, square as well. Not only the Tisura. We're machmer, that the stitching, the base, and the bottom all have to be square, because of machlek is so many different opinions. The Shulchan Aruch over here tells us that all have to be square. So he says, Tefillin shal yad, Tefillin bein shal rois, bein shal yad, alakum ish misin, ish yimurubos, betafron, ubalachson, dehainu shiribu, and mechuvan arko kerachbo. So the length and the width have to equal each other, and then he tells you that diagonally it also has to equal each other, the hypotenuse, because it has to be a right angle uh, with, uh, with one another. So in order to accomplish this, though, the problem is you have that ma'varta, you have the part where the ritsua runs through. So that's why in all of our tefillin, there's a notch um, which sets apart the uh, place where the ritsua runs through and what is the base of the tefillin. That notch is critical right? because that uh, allows the base to be square and the ma'varta is separated as something else. So the base is square, then you look at your tefillin, you'll see the stitching around sewing the two parts of the base to one another is a square with the 12 stitches that we mentioned. And then the bias itself has to be uh, length and width has to be square as well. The Ramah writes that the height of the bottom, no one ever mentioned that, sounds like it doesn't have to be square. That's already an observation that's made by the Rambam. But uh, in Kisvei Ari, they say that that should also be uh, square. That should have the same as the length and the width of the uh, of the bottom, so there are some more makbid that not only should it be length and width should be the same, but that it should be uh, that it should be um, the height as well. The problem is the Rambam quotes this halacha twice. The Rambam in Paragim of Hilchos Tefillin says uh, what he quotes that there are eight halacha l'moshim misinized by Tefillin more so than probably any other mitzvah, and um, one of them is uh, that it should be merubos. Okay, so, and obviously, if you don't have the Allah Moshe Misinai, it's possible. The Rambam says, Mishina Achas may end possible. But then the Rambam quotes him in Mishnah Mesechtas Megillah. Look back at the Gemara Menachas, Lamed Hamed Aleph, Oiz Dalin. The Gemara quotes in Mishnah Mesechtas Megillah. Maybe this is in the middle of the third line. Maybe this is a proof. Um, I, I'm sorry, we could bring a proof to Rav Papa that the Tefillin have to be square from a Mishnah Mesechtas Megillah, which tells us, Ha'oiset Filoso Agula Sekanavein Ba Mitzvah. If you make your tefillin round, it's dangerous, and there's no mitzvah. What's the danger? So Taisa says, it means your tefillin won't protect you, because you weren't yoyed to the mitzvah, so you don't, you're not, you're not uh, entitled to the protection of the tefillin. Rashi says, no, that it's because if it's square, it's point, if, it's not, uh, if it's circular, it could even be pointy. In which case, if a person falls, he could get damaged uh, by the tefillin. So Amar Papa, no, Masnis and David ki Amaguza. No, the mission is not talking about that it has to be square. That's not necessarily the same as what we said before. It has to be square, in which case it would be redundant. Why do we need these two sources? Well, this is talking about that it shouldn't be pointy. 
Meaning, not that it has to be square, but it's, uh, this is, this is just telling you, it shouldn't, your tefillin shouldn't be sharp, so that if you fall, you could uh, impale yourself, chas v'shalom, with your tefillin. But not necessarily that it has to be square. That was Allah l'mosh misina, which was in addition to that Mishnah, Mesechtis Megillah. All right. So, so the problem is, the Ramam quotes this. The Ramam says, in Paragdara v'hilchus tefillin, back in Oisid Aleph, ha'oisid tefillasa agula ke'egoiz, you make a round like a nut, ain't ba mitzvah klau. Obviously, the Rambam said earlier, it has to be square. So obviously, if you make it circular, that's no good. This Rambam implies, if it's anything less than a perfect circle, that it's kosher. Meaning, if it's uh, an oval, that would be okay. But, or certainly, if it has rounded edges, it would be all right. But the earlier Rambam told them, it has to be a perfect square. Well, which is it? Does it, does, can it not be round? Does it have to be a perfect square? So Chaim suggests what the Rambam is saying is that the Rambam is talking about two different parts of the tefillin. He says the Rambam in Paragimah Vilchus Tefillin is talking about the upper part, which we usually, you know, the parts that we view as square. That, of course, Halach Lomesh Misina has to be square. What about the, the bottom of the tefillin? And when, when I say that, I don't mean the base. I mean, if you flip it upside down, there's that white part of it. It's not even blackened. We don't blacken it. It's that white part of the tefillin. You know, the white, the bay, the... the, the no, the bottom, if you turn the tefillin upside down, there's a part that sits on your head. Yeah. That part. That's what the Ram is discussing in Paragdara of Hilchus Tefillin. That can't be circular. That also has to be flat. If it's a circle, then it's a sakana. What's a sakana? Not only aim by mitzvah, because it will be sticking out of your head. It won't be resting on your head. If you have the bottom of your... Everyone know what I'm talking about? Or do we need a visual? Huh? If you have your tefillin, you know, it could all be square, but the base goes like this... It's going to be sticking off your head. So first of all, it's not resting on your head. Ain't ba mitzvah. And it's a sakana. What's a sakana? Now if you fall, what's that part of the, the, the head? What's the part of the skull? The softest with the baby. Uh, fontanella. The fontanella. That sits, where it's filling, sits near the fontanella. If you fall, so that's what Rashi says, then it could, it could poke through his head. It could impale him, chas v'shalom. But we're not talking about the tefillin itself, you know, at the, the surface of the tefillin. We're discussing the bottom part that rests in your head. So the Ram says, ba mitzvah, if it sticks up too high, uh, and then it's not resting in your head, and it's a sakana. And that's actually how Rashi learned the Gemara. So the Reb Chaim is just saying the Rambam is really echoing um, the Rambam. However, uh, uh, Rashi. However, other Achreinim, the Tshuva from the Chesed Lavram, and it's quoted by the other Paiskim, claim, no, the Ramam's discussing two different cases, um, but it's not the bottom part of the Tefillin, it's all with regards to the upper part of the Tefillin, the surface of the Tefillin. But the Ramam's talking about when you first make it, it has to be square. That's Allah Lomosh Sinai. What if over time, it becomes dulled? That's what the Ramam's discussing, in that that's all okay until it becomes a perfect circle. That's no good. But if it becomes dulled, to the degree where it's not still not a square, but it, uh, you know, Bichlau circle, Loba, it hasn't come to be a circle yet, that would still be kosher. And therefore, you wouldn't have to fix filling that uh, has lost its uh, square shape. So that's perhaps reflected, that's why the Shokhanar goes out of its way. Look over here, Ois Tess, in the last, fourth, third line. Shokhanar says, Asam Rubos, Vachazman is Kalka Ribuan. You made it square over time, it lost its uh, shape of a square. There are those that say you have to fix the square. Who disagrees? Of course you have to fix the square. No, maybe the Rambam disagreed. Maybe the Rambam held that when you first make it square, even if it later becomes round, you really don't have to fix it unless it became a perfect circle or close to a perfect circle. But if it became an oval, that would be all right. We don't pass in that way, though, as it says over here in the Shulchan Aruch. But, but when a person makes his film the first time, we're more careful that it should be a perfect square than later on, because the Rambam held, maybe, 
that it has to be perfect square the, you know, at the beginning. Later on, if it becomes a little bit more dulled, uh, we will try and fix it, but it's not as uh, severe, not as serious as when you first make the tefillin. How much do you have to fix it if it becomes dulled? So it has to basically have the shape of a square. Again, our tefillin, we've mentioned in the past, we don't have to use measure, you know, instruments to measure that it's a perfect square. If it appears to us to be square, that's enough. So, so too, even if your corners, I mean, you know, the edges of the tefillin become a little bit dulled, if it appears as a square, uh, that's kosher. If, you know, if, it, if something happens in the middle, that's a less, uh, you know, less uh, boilate, less obvious so on the corners, is more obvious, but if it more or less retains the shape of a square, so then, um, so then uh, that would be kosher. Two other points with regards to the tefillin that are very important. The first is, um, well, how big do the tefillin have to be? We discussed it has to be square, but how big do they have to be? Oftentimes people are traveling, they want to get a smaller pair of tefillin. You might have seen in old, uh, in, you know, decades ago, people had smaller tefillin, then it became a little bit larger, and now we've come somewhere into the middle. We have like a, <laughs> some average-sized tefillin. So what's the size of the tefillin? The Gemara never mentions how big the tefillin have to be, so that's why the Shulchan Aruch says, Sif Memalef, Arach V'Rochav Abatim Egovan Ein Lo Shir. There's no shear. But the Mishabura calls him the Shimusha Rabba, that work by the Goenim and Hilchas Tfilin, that it should be two etzbos. Two etzbos, two thumbs length. So according to Rabchaim Noah, that's four centimeters. According to Chazish, it's five centimeters. Yeah, but what? What has to be four centimeters or five centimeters? The base? Or, the, or what we call the kitzitza, the, the box that protrudes. Again, so that's a machlokas achronim. Probably depends on that machlokas harishonim that we had earlier. Is the tefillin just a bias, or does the tefillin include the tisura that there will have to be one skin or not one skin? We said we're to make it one skin. If that's the case, we should enjoy the kula of at least of the tisuras to its bows. It's four centimeters, you know, let's say the chazinish, five centimeters by five centimeters. So then that should be sufficient. So that's how the Mishnah Brewer concludes. He quotes this machlokas achronim. Where is the two etzbos? In the box, in the kitzitza, or in the tisura, in the base? And he says, we're makel to make it in the base. Chabad is machmer, that the two etzbos has to be in the box. So that's why if you see Chabad filling, sometimes they're a little bit bigger. Because they're chayshesh for this uh, shear of two etzbos by two etzbos in the box, which case the tisura, which is the, the rim around it, the base behind it, you know, beneath it, has to be even bigger. So that's why they're filling out a little bit bigger. But really, you can make it, you know, the shear of two etzbos by two etzbos is Shemusha Rabbah. The Gemara never actually says a shear. But the Mishnah Brewer over here cautions, as do many say for him, that don't look for a small pair of tefillin uh, to travel with. Because the, the parashir, that means the parashir is so smaller. That means everything is smaller. And the smaller you get, the, the diff- more difficult it is to make everything kosher and keep it kosher. So he recommends not to uh, commission a, a separate pair of tefillin that's particularly small. One final important issue, critical issue, with regards to the tefillin, is that the Gemara said earlier, an Ois Dalin, and Gemara Menachas Lamedheim and Alf, it's only one line, but the Gemara says at the end of the first line, Omar Abai, Shin Shal Tefillin Alach Lamoshim Yisinai. That there has to be a Shin on the Tefillin uh, Shal Rosh. Why? And we put two Shins on either side. Why Dafka Shin to the Beis Yosef says, because we are more or less put on Tefillin 300 days out of the year, excluding Shabbos and Yantif. So Shin is Gematria 300, that's why Shin. The Baratura on, uh, on Chumash and Parshas Kisavo says it's for a different reason, because the Pasuk says, Kishem Hashem, Nikra Alecha V'yarumi Mecca, the name of Hashem will be written on you, and uh, they will fear you, and that refers, the Gemara says, Ehu Tefillin Shabarosh. But uh, Kishem Hashem, Nikra, so Shem is Shin, Yud K Vav K, the Shem Hashem, that's Yud, and Nikra is a nun that spells Shin. Your nun spells Shin. So that's Shikishem Hashem Nikra Alecha, and that's the Egu Tfilin Shabarosh. So that's why, perhaps, 
the letter Shin on either side of the film, but of course, it's a halacha l'moishim Sinai. But even to add to the, uh, you know, to the uh, complications of this halacha l'moishim Sinai, the Rambam uh, writes over here, Ois Tetzvav, that from the fact that you have to write a Shin on the tefillin, that makes the tefillin like Kisvei HaKadosh, and therefore it has to be made, the bottom of the tefillin, which are the cloth of the Shin, have to be made by a Jew, and perhaps have a lot of the halachas that we have with regards to preparing cloth. Because now the tefillin Shabarosh are like the cloth of the shin. A cloth of what? Of one letter? No, the answer is because there's a yud on the tefillin, shal yad is a yud, and the back of the shalrosh is a dalit, which spells out the shame shakai. So perhaps it's all part of the beginning of writing uh, the name of the Rebbeinu Shalalim, so therefore the tefillin have some of the halachas of the cloth. So the Ramah writes over here, Ois Tezvav, Ein Ois in the tefillin ela Yisrael, Shasiyasan kiksivasam ibnei hashin shaisa ba'ar. Because of the shin, that makes the, that elevates the status of the tefillin Shabbat that has many of the halachas of ar. Because of that, with regards to writing, so the Gemara has a rule, Masech Tezgitin, you have to form the letter, it can't be formed by removing um, ink around the letter, meaning it has to be written, not what's called chok toichos. You can't remove ink around the letter to, to create a letter. You have to actively create the letter itself. You, know, you can't carve around to create a letter. So, so too, because the post says, by get, so this shin also has to be created perhaps by writing it and not by carving out around it. The problem is, that's a machlok zachronim. Should we extrapolate from that halach of ksiva to this shin of the tefillin as well? So that's what the Mishnah Brewer quotes over here, Ois Yudalin, that that creates uh, some difficulty in creating the shin. Because the easiest way to create the shin would be to create a mold of a shin with an indentation and use the press to press it into the leather. The problem is what that really does is push back the background and uh, allows the shin to remain. So that's chok tochos. You didn't form the shin directly. So one opinion in the achronim, it's really already a rashi, in the Chaim, in the one of the Rishonim, that that's no good, because just like the shin is a part of Kisvei HaKadosh, perhaps, so it has to be formed like the other letters of a Sefer Torah, Tefillin, and Mezuzah. So the Mishaburah quotes from the Magen Avram, and the Taz not to do it, but then uh, other uh, achronim, uh, he quotes from Knesset Doyle in the name of the Ramami Panu, and this is other Rishonim. He quotes he found in Orzaru. The Mishnah Brewer is a whole long beer. Allah, how many Rishonim he collected who hold like this? That we don't extrapolate that Chumrah of Chok Tochos to the Tefillin, and you can use the press to create the Shin, which makes things much easier. However, most are Machmir, like it says over here, like the Magad Avram and the Taz, not to use the press. So because of that, the hardest part, or the most labor-intensive part of making the Batim is creating the Shin. How do you have to do it? They scrape leather together to form a perfect shin. So sometimes, uh, what now, the, now I think is the more common, I was told is the more common method, is they use a press to, uh, to, to create a shin, they paint it, then they push it back in. So you see the shape of the tefillin, and then they pull out the shin with needles, with pins. But either way, that way you proactively created the shin. It's a chumrah of the shin. One final nuance of this shin is what the Taisus tells over here, Mesechus Menachas, in the name of the Shimusha Rabba, Oisid Gimel, that on the uh, right side, it's supposed to be with three legs of a shin. On the left side, the shin has four uh, legs. That's our, uh, so it's our, you know, the person who's putting on the tefillin's left side. Over here is it's a shin with four uh, bars, four legs. Over here it's uh, with, uh, with three. 
where do we ever get uh, a shin with uh, four from? So Beis have quoted something fantastic from the from the smag from the Goyse smag that is because at the time that the luchos were given, so they were hollow through and through. So which means that the shin was formed like this. Yeah, this was hollow space. My fingers were hollow space, and around it was stone. So how many bars were there to create this hollow shin? You had one, two, three, four. You had four uh, bars that were there in order to create the hollow version of a three-pronged shin. You needed four pieces of stone. So to remind ourselves of what the, the luchos that we were given initially, which had four bars in the shin, so we put that on the, on the left side. And then to remind ourselves of the shin that's written in the Sefer Torah that has the three bars, so we have the shin uh, on, the, on the right side. Just, it only works for Rashi, without getting involved in Rashi, Tfilin, or Benu Tam Tfilin, because Rashi, Tfilin, the Parashiyah start over here and they go like this. So then we have the Luchos, which were followed chronologically by the Sefer Torah. So it works well. For our Shita, you know, for the way we put on Tfilin, it works well, that the four function is on the left, the three function is on the right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.